We know time flies when you're having fun. School is back in session. We've relaxed for Labor Day. And of course, it's September, so it's National Preparedness Month. I'm Victoria Davis, and welcome to Henrico Happenings. And I'm Kristen Smith. This is a really good time to get things in order. The country has already suffered through one hurricane. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to prepare for the possibility of another. We would love to see Henrico County residents prepared to protect in the studio with us is Rob Rowley, the new Chief of Emergency Management and Workplace Safety. Rob, congratulations on your promotion and welcome to Henrico <laughs> Happenings. Well, thank you very much, and it's very good to be here. Can you uh, share with us the role of your office? What, what, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we're a bit unique in Henrico County. Uh, so we are emergency management and uh, workplace safety. The great part is a lot of those skills are very transferable. Uh, part of our shop tries to take care of the community and encourage a culture of safety in the community. Uh, and the other function of our shop is to take care of and encourage a culture of safety uh, here in Henrico County in the workplace. Well, that's a pretty simple explanation. Absolutely. We totally get it. Talk then about when you talk about preparing or uh, ensuring the community is safe. National Preparedness Month, is mm -hmm. that's what that's all about, right? Yeah. And, and, and we get it. We understand people are busy these days. People are busier than ever um, between work obligations, family obligations. There's a lot going on. And, and we know that folks have uh, their day-to-day -day problems that they're dealing with. And so National Preparedness Month is really about just having the opportunity, um, providing a platform to talk with the public and remind them of, you know, one, of course, the importance of being prepared, but really reinforcing how easy it is to get prepared. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of talks with folks in the community, and I think that for some folks, sometimes one of the barriers uh, to preparedness is it seems like this daunting task. It seems like something that is just so difficult, why even bother trying? And we really want to reemphasize the message that getting prepared doesn't have to be difficult, and in fact, it shouldn't be. Um, we want to emphasize to folks that there are, there are a lot of little things that they can do, small steps they can take um, to prepare them for, uh, for anything. And that's one of the great things about preparedness is that um, you, know, you don't need to have your separate hurricane plan and hurricane kit to go along with your snowstorm plan, snowstorm kit. Mm -hmm. a, lot of the, a lot of the basic things that can be done with the household are universal. You know, for example, making a kit. Uh, you can build a kit slowly, and once you have a kit, you're more prepared for, sure, hurricanes and, yes, ice, uh, ice storms, but you're also prepared for that random spring or summer uh, thunderstorm that just happens to pop up and knock your power out for a few right. days. So talk to us about making a kit. What are those essential items that you think would be good to start off with to making yeah. a kit? No, and that's a great question. So because every every family is a little bit different, and, and I would encourage folks um, to go to ready.gov. Uh, and ready.gov has a lot of good information about building a kit. And, and be, because of the fact that uh, every family is going to have some of their own specific needs, whether it's uh, families that have uh, folks with medical conditions that need right. to be able to provide medications uh, during a disaster, uh, pets have their own unique needs. Families with children, mm -hmm. uh, of course, you know, unique needs there. A lot of folks don't, you know, don't think about the fact that putting a toy 
and an emergency preparedness kit is important. Well, if you've got uh, if you spend 72 hours without power with a three-year-old, <laughs> all of a sudden that changes your mind about how important For that sure. toy is. Right. Uh, but but what I would add is that there's a lot of things that are pretty universal. And so you may have heard making sure that you have enough food and enough water for each person in the household for 72 hours. And that's really the backbone of your kit, and it's a great place to start. And, and the nice part is, you know, we also understand that there are folks right now who are um, working uh, and, and grocery shopping paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and they can't go out. And, and you know, the idea of a, a family of three or four all of a sudden having enough food and water for everyone for three days, that sounds a bit daunting, but that's the great part. Um, this trip to the grocery store, it's one extra can of beans. Next trip to the grocery store, it's one extra jug of water. And just little things like that. And the next thing you know, a month and a half, two months go by, and you've got a really good kit. Right. Is that something people would keep sealed up in like a, you know, a big plastic bin? Mm-hmm. Or do you put that in your basement? Or what do you do? Sure. Yep. So in general, uh, keeping, that, keeping your kit some, uh, somewhere that's climate controlled will help with the shelf life of the food materials in it. Um, but also having uh, having access to it um, so that you can take it somewhere if you need to under extreme circumstances. Yeah, because that, if that's in my pantry, I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's, there's a lot to be said for that too, right? Sometimes, uh, sometimes having it just apart enough to really emphasize the point that, hey, this is... This is different. This is not daily uh, consumption. This is our emergency kit. Okay, so after you make a kit, mm-hmm. you need to have a plan. Have a plan. And and again, uh, I will point folks to ready.gov. A lot of good little tidbits in there. Um, and a lot, of the, a lot of it goes into the plan, again, family specifics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your plan will change throughout the year. So, for example, if, if you have uh, school-aged children, um, you know, how you're going to meet, uh, how you're going to gather up the family or the household or how you're going to communicate will change throughout the year. And so um, taking all those things into account, some, some good general rules, though, that are going to help pretty much anybody. Remembering that during times of emergency, sometimes your cell phones are not going to work the way you're used to. Mm-hmm. And it's not always because of a lack of uh, the cell phone towers getting knocked over or losing power. It's just um, emergencies create higher than usual demand on the cell phone towers. So remembering that a text message may go through when a phone call will not mm-hmm. uh, during times of, of high cell phone usage. Um, also, some of your apps, such as uh, navigation, uh, mapping apps, things of that nature, they may struggle to work during an emergency because of the, the, um, the demand on the cell network. And so we, we encourage folks, you know, make sure that whenever you, whether you're at school, um, at work, or wherever your day takes you uh, routinely, you know, we're all used to our, our way of getting home. Well, first of all, always know at least two routes home. And, mm-hmm. and the reason for that is Henrico is like much of the East Coast. Um, one of our greatest hazards is flooding. And, and it doesn't take a hurricane to get flooding around here. We all know this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we just, we just get an exceptionally rainy week, and then all of a sudden an average Thursday becomes a problem with, with flash flooding. So, so flooding's uh, one of our uh, largest threats around here. And so being prepared for flooding, 
we want to make sure that we know two ways to get from school or work or wherever back to our home because it's unfortunate how many people every year uh, get injured or, or killed by floodwaters um, because they, they're trying to get home or they're trying to get from work to their kid's school or, or you name it. They're trying to get somewhere. They only know one route. They can't figure out a detour. A road is closed for flooding. They're, they're scared. They're panicked. All of those things that make us make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And they overestimate their ability to drive through what looks like just a little bit of flood water. And so we encourage folks, know those, know those two routes to get to wherever you're going so that when, when your primary route is blocked, you can go another way. So we talked about making good kit, um, have a plan, and then stay informed. Yep. So how can they stay informed other than ready.gov? Yep. Is there anything social media-wise that you mm-hmm. guys have for emergency management, workplace safety, or Absolutely. where could they go? A- absolutely. So, so I, I want to be careful here um, to make sure that folks are understand going somewhere to get preparedness information. Uh, and so the Henrico Office of Emergency Management, uh, the Virginia State uh, Department of Emergency Management, and the Federal Emergency Management Administration. Those are all good places to get good information to help be prepared. Um, But also making sure that you have access to timely information during an emergency. So, so for example, the the, uh, Henrico County Government and the Henrico Office of Emergency Management puts out a lot of good information, um, but we don't have dedicated staff that sit around and provide minute-to-minute-to-minute updates about weather and things of that nature during a disaster. And so for that kind of information, for those minute-to-minute updates during a disaster, use trusted sources, but use sources that you know are updated. And some of the best ones, um, we'll start with like local media, Mm -hmm. any of your trusted local media sources. Um, And then there are Uh, Other sources, such as the National Weather Service, Uh, for this area, it is specifically uh, the National Weather Service Wakefield. Um, They have a good presence on social media. And most importantly, they're trusted, uh, but they're also, they're a staffed, they're a staffed operation. So during, during times of crisis, they will provide ongoing updates and more timely information. So I just had a thought about your kit, you know, Mm -hmm. assuming your cell phone isn't able to work to pick up perhaps your local news or something like that. Do you suggest, um, you know, the simple radio with batteries to put in your kit so that you can at least get some kind of information if if nothing else is working? That is a great point, actually. Absolutely. So, um, you know, radio is, is still very much alive and well here in Richmond. Thank goodness. Uh, they are a fantastic source for information. And, and best of all, to your point, um, they, they are still a good sort of uh, maybe low tech is not the right, mm-hmm. right word for it, but certainly lower tech than a cell phone. Uh, and you bring up a great point. There are a lot of, a lot of good options um, and tools on the market that don't cost much that folks can pick up um, to help be a part of their household's emergency preparedness. And, and one of the best examples I can think of is, is like you just mentioned, there's the, the radios, the disaster radios. So if folks haven't seen these, they, they make these um, 
they just call them weather radios. You can pick them up on Amazon. You can pick them up at Lowe's, Home Depot. I'm sure a lot of the general retailers have them. And, and they're great because they will, they will get local media uh, by radio, and they can also pick up the weather band or the National Weather Service mm-hmm. um, radio station. And a lot of them are really great in that they have a way to power the device other than a plug. Um, a lot of them use batteries and will ha- actually have a manual crank backup um, so that uh, if the batteries go dead, there's a uh, the, the, the radio itself has a hand crank or something mm. of that sort Neat. where you can manually recharge the batteries so that if it's... If it is day two or three of a weather emergency and the power's been out for a while, you can still get information. Okay. Something to check out. Absolutely. And then I guess the last spoke of all of this is to get involved. Yes. Yep. So, you know, we have, uh, I mean, obviously Henrico has a lot of great avenues uh, for folks to get involved. Um, There are civic organizations all across the county. Here in the county uh, government, we have... Our CERT program, uh, or the Citizen Emergency Response Team, and CERT is great because uh, people that are interested can join. They, we're not asking CERT volunteers to become, you know, firefighters or police officers, but mm-hmm. but CERT members do get uh, good training about household emergency preparedness. Um, they're able to be good ambassadors in the community to help spread that word. Uh, but then they also work with the Office of Emergency Management to do public outreach events, um, more far-reaching events. And sometimes our CERT volunteers are actually part of our response. And so some of our CERT members um, right now were actually involved in uh, helping the Office of Emergency Management with operations over at the racetrack, the mass vaccination event over there. Uh, CERT members were involved in the community canvassing that happened uh, early, early to mid 2020, when we reached, you know, literally over 25,000 homes, which is, which is pretty awesome. With the COVID yeah. care kits, mm-hmm, exactly. Yep, the COVID care kits, exactly. And we're going to have more opportunities like that moving into the future. Uh, we're not going to always be focused on COVID. Uh, so in the future, our CERT volunteers will be helping us to do more community outreach events related to other hazards. If people wanted more information on CERT or, you know, just information from your department in general, where do they go? So we we have a presence on at least three of the larger social media media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, We also can be reached on the county government website, and if and if none of that works, they can certainly just email our general email address, which is emergencymanager at henrico.us. Simple enough. Oh, yeah. Get involved, folks. Get involved before it's too late. Exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? No. So, um, you know, we, we're very proud uh, of how Henrico County uh, government and its citizens uh, have really just worked together uh, during COVID, and we've seen people, we've seen people from every corner of the county getting involved in some of our events, um, and we really want to make sure that we do what we can to keep that momentum moving forward. That's because we are hashtag one Henrico. One Henrico, exactly. that's it, Kristen. We've seen that a lot uh, since COVID came in. For sure. 
Well, thanks, Rob. We definitely enjoyed you being here today. And again, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you um, so much. We're so excited to see what you'll do, you know, past COVID. Since that seems to be <laughs> sure. the, the hot topic going and keep going. So um, so we'll keep you keep you lifted and hopefully all goes well with you. Thank you so much. And the takeaways, of course, from National Preparedness Month. Make a kit, have a plan, be informed and get involved. We wish you well, stay safe, and we will see you next month in Henrico Happenings. See you later. Bye. Bye.